You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to the Way Station Podcast with Megan and Stephanie. Welcome to the Way Station. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Way Station encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay and please come again. Hello and welcome to the Way Station. I'm Stephanie. And it's my birthday! Well, technically it's Monday, but it's my birthday! We're celebrating it. Today's the observed birthday. We're For observing right it today. Yes. On a Saturday. Because nobody wants to celebrate their birthday on a Monday. Yeah. What are you going to do on a Monday? Sleep. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> like, like I, I'm not leaving my house. I'm just going to wear my PJs and <laughs> run around the play house video naked. games. <laughs> yep. I have a job. I like how you did that. Like you were trying to like tame your was, titties. No, it was, it was like, more like a run. Was that, so it was like a fat that, girl run. Is that, <laughs> like that's a T-Rex? Yes, yes. I was about to say that's how a T-Rex runs. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> so we have uh, Mr. Thomas the Fawn, um, Megan's newly appointed husband. Yeah, that oh, guy. You no, are you no, the better half. Oh all white. Oh god. I was gonna say something like a And we're all on flashpoint. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, and <Look>. fired. <laughs> you need to have a PR scandal that can go above United and Sean Spicer and So we stuff. we're trying to get ratings here, is that what we're doing? Oh, yeah. Like it's shock value. <laughs> You know what? Reese's husband and black wife. <laughs> Jesus. This, this, I'll be the other half black. Oh my God. The shot new up. season premiere on the WB. <laughs> it's like, that's well, it's like you, know, you had, you know, you had a uh, Pepsi that was like, oh my God, we're having like the worst week ever. And then Sean Spicer was like, hold my beer. And United was like, we got this. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's just been, it's been a bad week. Also, uh, we have uh, Shim in the house. Yeah. And, and airplanes are always overbooked. They just usually don't manhandle people to get them off. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's been. Let's be they've clear. had more than yeah. one thing. It's just this the right now. Was not overbooked. Oh, the flight was fully sold. They wanted to bump people to put four United of their own employees. People. Oh, on the yes. to get oh, to somewhere clearly, where yes. clearly, I yes. read the uh, the fake news well, version. Then, well, no, because that yeah. was originally what they had yes, put out, that, and then that it was came everybody's assumption. Okay, well, now they're just a bag of dicks. So. No, they're. Okay. They, yeah, but that's what I, that's what planes should do instead of wanting to kick people off the plane because they need people to get on there like they need their people to get on there to get somewhere else just designate these four chairs or whatever right have like an say, area hey, <laughs> these you don't sell these area. you don't sell them did, or did, make them go stand up in the back where the food cart dollars is. they're losing. And why would they do that when they can literally or, just pull somebody off a plane? Well, or let arms. them get stung by a scorpion. Because that also <laughs> yes, happened on United yes, Flight. It did. <laughs> yes, it did. You can designate seats, but tell people when they purchase them that you might get bumped from the seat, in which point we will compensate you. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Then it's almost like buying a standby ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can have it if no one else wants it. But <laughs> if they do, then, then you got to wait. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that way you don't get this bad PR. Yes. Taking some Asian doctor and beating the hell out of Oh, yeah, and they like tried to like... Dude, I was so excited the first time yes. I heard about it. I'm like, oh my God, United Which is I now hate. offering Chinese takeout? And But then, no, that's not what it turned but, out to be. But that's yes, like Stephanie was saying, they then they go back in this man's history, dig up some old stuff to, make it to look try like and a slander. Yeah, to slander this man just because he didn't want to give up his goddamn <laughs> seat on an airplane. Because they're trying to like, save faces. Like, this guy sold drugs or, you know, yes, whatever. And I'm he like, was an asshole. He doesn't deserve 
to fly. He's a known homosexual. There's no way he belongs on our airline. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> Who the hell cares? That guy got pulled off a flight. It was. I saw the video and I was horrified. If I was there, I obviously wouldn't have done anything because they were they were cops and I'm not gonna like get tased. Don't tase I me, bro. I would have been like, so what? You have, you have your caller. Sky oh. cops. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Adam in. Hello, caller. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey, Frank. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? This is Stephanie, and then we've got um, Megan's Megan. over here. Yep. I, I'm holding my hand above yes, your head like, like you can, like you see, can us. see us. <laughs> can you see us, Frank? Can you? I, I cannot. Right. Well, it's okay. I'm sorry. He's, he's not the eye in the sky. Shit. <laughs> So we were actually going to be on break, but we're live on the air right now. So welcome to our uh, totally muddled podcast. Yeah, today's <laughs> Today. been a weird day. It's okay. Thanks for joining us, Frank. How are you? I'm good. I'm in sunny Florida, so oh. things can be better. Oh, hey. Well, you know what? I'm not jealous right now because it is what probably, yeah, it was like probably the 80 something degrees out there right now. So we're on the same level. We're okay. Yeah, we're we're here in Michigan, but Florida is beautiful. Yes. So yes, I am still jealous. You're closer to a nice beach than we are. Yes, so. this is true. <laughs> so you're winning at life, definitely. At least at the present moment. <laughs> hey, you know, if you, if you get like one win a year, you know, on something, you take it and you run with it. Oh, you're in the game. <laughs> so, so we got a couple of questions for you. Can you? Ooh, ooh, fart, I'm hitting the mic. Hold on, my bad. That Megan's me. getting all crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just start throwing things. But you are? Are you? You're the author of yes. um, Modern. I am the right. Correct. He is the writer. The he's writer in the steering wheel, man. Or he's in the steering wheel in the steering wheel. In, really. in the steering wheel. wheel in the driver's seat. In the driver's seat. That's is actually what I meant seat. to say. Thank you. That, that that's okay. We, we got you all covered. See, up. what going to wrestling events does to you. You probably appreciate me. Yeah, I, I feel like you broke my brain last night, Dave. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, <laughs> but okay. So you did Modern Testament, um, and there are there are four copies right now. There are. Three volumes currently available. The fourth will be out in June. Okay. And they're just, they're, how do you put it? They're like just. Well, they're volumes. So well, they're, they are. Yeah, they're but, they're of, like a, but they're like different. They're not specifically set in. They are, they are all standalone anthology volumes. That's what that I was are, for. That are linked by common, I guess a common theme, which would be biblical beings like yes. angels, demons, and, and the like. Now, okay, so I read um, the one that got me hooked was the very first one, of course, um, and that was oh god, I can't remember the name of the first one. It was with the grandfather and the Leviathan. Oh, that one was a uh, a, a short that was a free comic book day special that I did for last year. Yeah, that so was... that wasn't that wasn't actually in any particular volume. It was just a short that was released digitally last year uh, as a free comic book day kind of thing. It was free. And uh, we're actually doing another one this year. So in, I guess, next month, right? Yeah, April next month, uh, we're doing another free comic book day short that's uh, that's free and it's digital and it's not going to be part of any volume. That's awesome. Yeah, free comic book day is May 6th. Yes. So, yeah, it's a Saturday and if, you know, you're... So it's the Revenge of the Sixth. (laughs) Revenge of the Sixth. Because it's May the 4th be with you. Yes. Yes. And then the 5th a.m. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll we'll get to Star Wars later because okay. we we do have to discuss that. Yes, yes, we but. do. I'm I'm technically having technical difficulties with my stuff right now because it's not wanting to pull up. So forgive me if it's really scattered right now. But okay, so um. The first couple of issues, there was um, that the, you said that the ones that you sent us was that from the first volume. There's the, he sent us three volumes, okay, and then there was the short from comic okay. uh, free comic book day last okay. year. Okay, so then the see, and I don't have it up in here in front of me, so forgive me, Frank. I'm very very sorry. <laughs> yeah, we are having technical difficulties. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> um, the one, uh, what was it called? The bad guy that was part of. That was volume one. That was that volume was the one. Second, volume one. Okay, so there was the bad guy, which I really enjoyed, and it was about um, possession. Correct. Yes. Okay. It was a demon. Yep. And then the one before that was Fallen Angel. Correct. Yeah, we're doing pretty good for having technical difficulties. I know, right? Yeah, look, she's doing this I'm off the top of her head. Literally I'm so off proud the top of, of my dome. <laughs> <laughs> so Fallen Angel, and that was the conflict between the Fallen Angel. Um, he was going back to his past and talking to my assumption is God. Yes, while he's, uh, having he's pissed off Angel. Yeah, yeah, and while having a, an encounter with my assumption, who is Satan or the devil? Uh, yeah, yeah. The story was basically um, he was a pissed off angel and he wasn't happy. And uh, Satan had to come and knock him around a few because he used to be a pissed off angel and he didn't want another pissed off angel taking its place or something like that. Yeah, okay. or, or something like that. <laughs> I like that. You're like I wrote it. It's, it's something it's like something that around there. <laughs> it's all open to interpretation, you know. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed the first volume, actually, um, like the backstory of like, you know, why the angel was upset, like that whole um, dynamic was really interesting to me. And I normally am not a really big fan of um, biblical stuff only because it seems to be a lot of times like heavy handed, like religious. But this was actually really interesting. Yes. The way that you played the story out. So that was definitely like a a good twist on that type of of a comic book. I appreciated that a lot. Well, thanks. I try to treat it kind of like if somebody's writing a story in Norse mythology, you know, nobody's really worshiping Odin and Thor anymore, but they still write stories using them. So I kind of, I treated it in the same sort of light. I tried not to do any religious undertones while still taking advantage. Well, it worked. <laughs> you did good. But I like that um, that analogy that you just used, like with the Norse gods, like you're right, nobody does worship them anymore. You're writing it from kind of like an outside standpoint and not trying to make it too religious or too, it, it's basically still just a story. Yeah. And that could, that appeals, I think, to a broader range of people. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a question about, I, I think it, is it volume two? That's where, um, oh my gosh, the, I can't remember the names of the stories, but there's the clay man, the hunting, or the hunters, and then... Volume th- two featured um, a golem, a yes. behemoth, and then the horseman war. I tried to feature a horseman in every single volume. So yes. First one was famine, the second one was war, and the third one was pestilence. Yes. 
Okay. See. Okay. I caught on. <laughs> it, was, it, it was taking me a minute. I was. I, was, I have them all. They're like all scattered. They're in there, but it's all scattered. <laughs> yeah, the Wi-Fi is not working so well right now. No, it's studio, not working so. in my brain or on this. Um, the my you have Wi-Fi computer. in your brain. Apparently, I do. Wow, we're living oh, in like science fiction. Sorry. What was that, Frank? We all take a moment to buffer every now and then. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just need a shirt that says buffering because I feel like that's what I do all the time. Can we get that? Is that a real thing? <laughs> I think it is. I, we just have to like Google it or something. <laughs> so, okay. Can you give us, um, because again, I don't have a lot of this stuff right here in front of me. Do you want to um, do you want to give us a little like insider on the rest of the stuff on like the rest of the volumes? Um as of right well, now. Thing two? Sure. Sure. Volume two, the first story features a golem, and it's basically about a boy who is bullied, and a golem comes to life to kind of protect him from the bully. And uh, number two was a behemoth, which is basically two hunters go out in searching, I guess, the, the African safari, looking for the behemoth. And they find it, and it doesn't go too well for them. Now, there was a twist at the end with um, with one of the characters. That is something that I was a little confused on. Um, maybe it was because I just didn't quite catch it, or maybe I was just reading to it too, through it too fast. Which, I don't know. <laughs> for which one? The, sec- the behemoth one? Yeah, yeah, the behemoth one. That one character, she was um, taking trophies of her own. Yeah, she was just kind of a, um, let's call a seasoned person of the desert. And she was just, she was just uh, profiting from all of the behemoth attacks by collecting the fallen weapons of everybody that she had the behemoth killed. Gotcha. So that was just kind of the wise man in the desert that says, don't go into the desert because you'll get more than you bargained for. And of course, they ignore her and. Um, they get more than they bargained for. Gotcha. Okay, so I, I'm gl- I'm glad you explained that because I was like, wait, I just didn't understand. Like, I, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it was just like I didn't comprehend. She's not good at books and stuff. Shut up, Shim. <laughs> I'm gonna. Are hard. You know what? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, you're not. You you're you do doing the show then, Thomas. You're doing well, Shim. <laughs> Okay, fine. Well, I I am a surprise guest, and I have not even had a chance to. You're a surprise host. A surprise host, yeah. <laughs> guest host, whatever. Um, tell us about uh, Volume 3, or if you'd prefer, about the upcoming Volume 4. Mmm. That's a noise I make sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. Good job. Uh, volume 4 is, I'm actually, I, Volume 4 will be the last of the, the series. I'm only doing four volumes. And uh, it would actually obviously feature the fourth horseman, which is death. And then I decided on the fourth volume I was going to use the the biggest characters of biblical mythology, which is or which are God and the devil. So those are the three characters. Now, do you have any any specific ideas you have um, as far as like like? treating this as a mythology um are, are you going with like typical concepts of god and the devil or do you have like like surprises in store a twist or or, or do you want to just like what kind of a story do you want to tell with them if i can ask that if that makes any sense 
Uh, kind of. It makes kind of sense. <laughs> that's, that's the best I usually get. <laughs> Writing about God and the Devil is tricky because there are obviously so many stories that feature God and the Devil, everything from horror to comedy. So kind of finding your own place and what you want to do uh, was a little tougher than I anticipated. Ultimately, what I did, though, was I tried to relate it to current times and current themes into what, um, how it would relate to today based on our perception of these two larger-than-life figures, and I kind of just moved the stories from there. I see, I see. Um, and if this but, isn't... Oh, is that, sorry. Is that kind of answer? I... I think I get what you're going for there um, with, again, unfortunately, having no background because I wasn't even supposed to be here. Surprise. <laughs> I'm not, um, I wasn't supposed to be here today. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Um, now, looks like we're trying to work out some of our technical difficulties here without getting – if this is getting too far ahead of everything, um, you know, stop don't worry him. about it. Yeah, go ahead and stop <laughs> me. But, but, but how do you plan on following up a project like this? I mean, this is a big undertaking. This is like basically you said four thematically connected, but otherwise standalone stories. You're you're tackling a big a big set of topics here, basically, which is essentially an, an entire mythology unto its own. Um, do you have an idea for for you know a next project yet, or is that getting too far ahead of things? Uh, no, no. I am always looking to the next thing. Because these are all, these are all anthologies, they're all short stories. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm trying to work towards building a project that's more of a um, of a mini series of a sort where I have complete complete issues that that tell a certain, one story as opposed to having one issue that tells multiple stories. Uh, Modern Testament will pretty much be over after the fourth volume. I am working on kind of crossing doing crossovers with other indie creators and their properties maybe do like a modern testament crossover where they have their characters battle biblical beings and we work together in that sort so that's called always an option that i'm kind of working on now but for the most part i want to try to move past the the urban fantasy or biblical mythology realm and do something different maybe a crime story sci-fi story adventure story stuff of that sort is Modern Testament your your first um, comic work, or did you do something beforehand? Yeah, it is my first comic work. So I'm a, I, I typically write regular prose stories, novels and short stories and such, and I always read comics, so I'm like, let me give comic writing a shot. So I took one of these online comic writing classes where you write a short story, and they're like, great, congratulations, you passed. And then I'm left with this script for a short story, and I really have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> so I don't I try to look for artists to uh, produce the short with. And then from there, I'm like, okay, now I have a produced short. What am I going to do? And then from there, I kind of made an, uh, an anthology from it. And I actually found somebody willing to publish it in Stane Comics. And he said, do you want to do more? So I'm like, okay, sure. So I had a short that I had nothing to do with, that I had no idea what I was going to do with. And then it turned into a series. So it was kind of a, a weird transition. But it worked. I liked, I liked the end result. It's very different um, writing prose and then moving into comics because I'm a writer myself and that's kind of what I did (laughs) is I started writing uh, prose short stories and and the like and then moved into comics because the comic medium is one of my favorite ways to like take in a story you get the beautiful you know the beautifully written story the beautiful artwork and like the combination is I mean there's nothing quite like reading a comic book no it's a very special thing but when you transition from writing prose to comics did 
that what was like the hardest part of that for you? Because it, it's kind of a you have to think in a, in a whole different way. I think when you switch from one to the other, the hardest tra- part of the transition was um, dealing with static images. Because when you when you're writing a prose story, you can say um, the guy walked to from the guy walked across the room. And so whoever's reading the story can visualize that he's walking across the room. But in a comic, you, can only, you only have so many panels to show an action. So it's like, well, how many panels do you use to show that the guy's walking across the room? Do you use one panel? Do you use two panels? Do you use no panels and just assume that he's on the other side of the room? So it's definitely a, a, a challenge to use your space wisely. Because a short story or when you're writing stories, you can have as many words in as you want. But in a comic, you only have a certain number of pages and a certain number of panels per page to tell the story that you need to. Yeah, it's definitely um, (laughs) – it's hard not to write out – like when you're doing your panel descriptions, it's hard to not write it as as if you're writing prose because you're – even though you're an artist, you know that you're putting that – those words into their hands and they have to make it – you know, it is a static image, but it's so hard to like write. Okay, this is my panel description. I always write like moving or walking or like there's like, yeah. things I put into like every panel description. I'm like, I have to stop that. <laughs> this is That's- not a book. <laughs> See, but I, I found that too, especially when way back when I was talking with someone and I was trying to basically turn my idea, my story, into um, a panel. And, and and it's and it's hard. Like I sent it to him, and he was like, "Well, that's not quite it, but I'll just have somebody do it for you." I was like, "No, I want to understand how to do it so I can comprehend. So next time I have an idea, I can easily put it into that form instead of writing it all out because I could write something out from start to to finish, no problem. Mm-hmm. But again, like we're saying, it's just it, <laughs> something. It, it's just for me, it doesn't click it's- right away." It's really hard to like shorten your vision. Yes, you know it is. I was writing friends that want to turn their story into a comic, and they say, "Can I just take the story and just give it to an artist, and they'll write no. it?" I'm like, not really. No, they won't. They won't really do that. You need to break it up to a script, and from the script, you need to make sure that what you put in your script is exactly what's going to be on the page. You can't just uh, put anything you want in there. Artists don't really. They don't think in terms of of I like that. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, since we're, from what I can tell, past the uh, golden days of, like, action lines and stuff, I mean, to convey, like, a dynamic moment, um, I, I see a lot of stuff where it's more just about the posing and implied movement. And, and I understand, I mean, I would imagine, I've only written prose, but I would imagine that that's, like, the hard part to really, like, wrap your head around as a prose writer is that, like you were saying, like, you can't walk, you can't, you know, say he walked across the room. You have to, like, if you're going to have an image of that, it has to convey that he's walking across the room, but in a way that's visually appealing. Otherwise, you're basically wasting a panel. Mm-hmm. Right, and I've seen a lot where it's just like, like it's it's like stage acting. They over exaggerate things because you have to be able to see from a distance and understand what's going on, and that's why I think we've got like you know really like things that in real life would look ridiculous, but in comics look awesome because that one panel has to tell you like many many things all at once about what's going on. Right. So I yeah, I don't even know if I could wrap my head around that. I haven't tried yet myself. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the idea. I've just never tried it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it would work. I don't know if it would work out well for you. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a term in comics called gutter time, which is basically the time between panels. So it, and there's no set rule with gutter time. You could have a panel where the gutter time between one panel and another is a split second, and then you can have actual uh, pages where years pass on a single panel, and the gutter time is this entire season. So it's, there's no set rule to it, and you just got to basically feel the story out and, and pace it accordingly. Yeah, and, and pacing is also, uh, that's also a, <laughs> a fun thing to kind of get a handle on when you're writing, you know, a typical comic issue is like, you know, 22 to 26 pages, like if it's like a single issue. Um, you know, trying to get the pacing for your story down properly is definitely uh, a much harder to do when you have a limited page <laughs> numbers <laughs> as you know with pros you can keep writing and writing but you know since most indie creators are paying their artists themselves uh we can't keep writing comic pages forever because we've got to pay these people i mean you and can it costs a lot of money you can you just better have a lot of money to right. back it up all right i need batman money um <laughs> yes I think we all do. Don't we all need Batman? We money? all yes. need Batman money. Yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's your superpower? For another I know, right? <laughs> Batman's so, superpower is he's rich. Well, you know, sometimes that's all the that's all the superpower you need. Um, so, how did you um, find your team that worked on this book with you? Uh, or the volumes, differences, <laughs> or finding people online, or. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no real science behind it. I and mean, you find way, people, any way you find people through, through other people or people responding to ads. And then you got to sift through the millions of people that respond and find, find somebody that fits the style of the story accordingly. Because for every, I have four volumes with three stories apiece. That's 12 stories. There's 12 different styles that I need to choose. Right. So it's uh, quite, a, quite a handful. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, it... Being the writer and, and having that vision, you definitely want to find somebody that fits, you know, what you have in mind to make your story come to life. Um, now, did you use, you said, you know, 12 different stories, 12 different, uh, you know, styles. Um, did you use, like, the same group of people? I mean, did you use somebody different on each story? I wanted to use someone different on every story. I used the same, uh, the cover artist throughout so that the covers were consistent Excuse me. I use the same letter throughout, so the lettering style is consistent. But for the most part, um, everybody who had a hand in the stories or the pinups in the back was a different, was completely different hands. And I did that because I wanted to, I wanted to just get to know people and give every single volume and uh, have different creators touch upon it and get as many people involved as I could. So at the end of the project, I have like a big modern testament family of everybody who, who was involved. See, I like that because, especially for me too, because I have ADD, seeing the different styles and the different colors that are being used, it's really catching to the eye. It keeps it keeps everything fresh. Mm-hmm. It keeps me interested. So to me, I enjoy that. It's not the same thing. My eyes don't get tired. There's always something new to look at. I like it. That's that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's mine. 
<laughs> yeah, we definitely um, enjoyed the series, and that's we're you know excited that you you know wanted to come on the show because we definitely like we don't like all comics. We're not those people who just enjoy all comics. We work a little picky. So you're not like a comic groupie. Um, no, I, no, no, we're not comic groupies. We're like, oh man, somebody wrote a comic book. Woo! Like, I, I, uh, I'm a little picky about what I read. I don't read a lot of superhero stuff. Um, it's just kind of not my thing. But I do enjoy. Um, and I, I guess I kind of look at the Bible like history, even though it's not necessary. It's 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 like a mythos more than a history. But I'm a big fan of. Those types of stories, um, like you said, North myth- uh, Norse mythology, um, you know, Greek mythology, that type of thing. So I found this really. Uh it was a it was a fresh take on it, and yes. I and it was not like I said earlier. It's not like cramming it down anybody's throat like a religion. It's no. just a story, and yeah. it unfolds before you, and it uses characters that people know of. But you don't have to be like a hey Stephanie. What it's a modern testament. <laughs> modern You're such a testament. dork. <laughs> oh my god, Megan's a dork. <laughs> And I'm only letting her get away with that because it's her birthday. It's okay. So, so. Well, we have your birthday. Why not? We don't have to. <laughs> I think. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I mean, do you have like a specific... I know that Jason had said something about, um, you know, where you're going with your next project. Do you have an idea for like what exactly, like what type of story you're looking to tell next? Um, are you going to move away from, you know, a more of a mythology standpoint and into something um, like, you know, noir or, you know, a Western or like a specific type of thing that you're looking to write? Cartoons. Uh, I have a bunch of different projects wor- I'm working on. It really all depends on what finishes first as far as what's going to be released next. I have a kind of a crime story, story, uh, a pirate story. And stuff like that. I like to take to my writing. I like to take the same philosophy as um, I'm drawing a blank here. Who was the director who did Slumdog Millionaire? Oh, um, don't remember the name, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. It was not Steven Spielberger. Okay. It was it, not. Well, George it definitely wasn't Steven Spielberger. Danny Boyle. I said burger on purpose. The answer is Danny Boyle. Danny. So, oh, thank like you. I heard Dean Boyle in an interview once, and he said, I never want to direct the same movie twice. I always want to do a different genre or a different theme or a different whatever. So I'd like to take the same philosophy to my writing as far as touching upon topics. I've written a, uh, if I write a, da- a zombie story, okay, I'm dumb. I've written my zombie story. I can move on. I can write something else, maybe a vampire story, a horror story. If I write a, a mystery, kind of detective mystery, I've done that, and I want to move on to the other one. So I try to want. I try not to do the same thing twice and always uh, shifting gears and doing something new and keeping it fresh. That's awesome. So do you have a particular um, favorite? Because, like, for me, I'm, I, I love horror. Horror oh, is like my thing. I think that's, that's a, yeah. That's, that's my that's, jam. That's the thing. <laughs> but I, like, I, I'll write fantasies. I'll write science fiction. Um, I've written some like children's Romance. stuff. <laughs> but do you have a specific um, genre that you know maybe be it in you know films or books that you read um, that you're really into? I don't really. I like to mix and match. I don't want to play favorites. <laughs> <laughs> you're eclectic. You're you're a man of the world. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I like good it. Or not, I'm game. <laughs> 
What was that look, Megan? What? <laughs> I'm thinking of stuff and I want to say it, but I'm trying to put on how to say it, so I'm not going to say it until I find the right way to say it. <laughs> She's collecting so, her thoughts. <laughs> so meanwhile, my I'm making weird faces. I'm sorry. Yeah, she is. She's. Like, I, I thought she had, like was going to burp or something. Like I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, we really need to get um, some videotape set up videotape because we're in the 80s yes we have tapes uh yeah we're gonna edit edit it with video toast and be be kind rewind right (laughs) we really need to get a a camera in here that's not our cell phones i actually have one right over there (gasps) you do oh podcast detroit is moving on up be careful what you wish for (laughs) (laughs) um on that note I don't know what else. I was just moving along. Sorry. You just wanted to shut Dave up. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so if people are interested in finding your your work, where can they find it? Where can they you know, get in touch with you and, and learn more about what you're doing? The easiest way to kind of follow along and get in touch with me is, would be my Facebook author page, which would be facebook.com slash Frank Barton Writer. Um, I'm also on Twitter. You can follow me on there at, at Frank the Writer. And you can find pretty much everything from Modern Testament, including the free comic book day short, which is always available for free at insanecomics.com. That's excellent. Um, so I, I think I saw something uh, from Insane Comics that you're going to be at C2E2 next weekend. I am. I am. I'm uh, going to be there on Saturday, and I'm really looking forward to it. Have you been to C2E2 before, or is this your first time? I have not. Are you excited? <laughs> like, super excited? <laughs> super duper excited. I hear it's really... I haven't been, uh, personally. I, I think like next year it's on my bucket list. This year I just couldn't... I couldn't yeah, quite no. cut that. But um, you'll have to tell us how it is. I, I'd love to hear about, you know, like, a first-time C2E2... Uh, C2E2 convention experience because everybody I know has been there like so many times they're like over it you know they're like whatever it's C2E2 but I don't know it seems like it'd be pretty rad isn't it like the... oh go ahead sorry the sequel interview that will be the topic I'm sorry what you that could... will be the topic for the sequel interview there we go exactly because like, oh, yeah. inquiring minds would want to know I know yes. there's a lot of people that listen to our show that have never been to C2E2 so we kind of have to like get that information you know second, third hand, somehow. C2E2 <laughs> is not the droid you're looking for. <laughs> it might mm, not be. It, it might, it oh, might it, be, it though. Is. It is. <laughs> Written and directed by, by George, George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the one. Get out of the speeder. <laughs> the end. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us in the show. Sorry, we kind of, uh, it was, you kind of got thrown into it. Normally, we, we do a break and we like bring people in and we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We like ease people into it. We kind of just like, went in raw. We just went, went in raw. <laughs> I'm glad that you, you're, you were able to roll with the punches. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Anytime, guys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And definitely go check out Insane Comics. We've um, interviewed a couple of people that have uh, comics with them. It, yeah. It, there's a lot of great work there, um, including Frank's, obviously. Me and Megan are fans. So go ahead and listen. Or listen. Yeah. I'm like in podcast mode right now. I think yeah. everything's go like ahead, listening. Go ahead and, and look it up. 
<laughs> look with your eyes. On the interwebs. On the interwebs. <laughs> the Google tubes. Yeah, there you go. Frank Martin. Uh, thanks for being on the show. He's gone now, but, you know, gone but not forgotten. Because <laughs> he was literally just here. Dun, dun, um, dun. Do, do you need to take a break? I And, like, need, regather? I, I feel like I need a break. <laughs> we have, like, can I we feel take like five? we do. Absolutely. Like, yeah, so All right. We'll just, be back in five, We'll guys. be back in five. Listen to some music. Hello and welcome back to the Waystation. I'm your host, Stephanie. Hola. And that's Megan, because apparently she doesn't want to say her name anymore. No. She has she, a bottle of tequila, know. so she will do the rest of the show in yeah. Spanish. Thank you, Dave, <laughs> for giving Megan this beautiful yes. bottle of tequila I love it. for her to get shit-faced on for her yep. birthday. It's almost too beautiful to open. But you're, you're going to open it, though. Oh, like, I will. You're going to open it in she, the car. She did say almost. It, yeah. it won't <laughs> almost. be less. <laughs> opening it won't make it less beautiful. It's not like you're going to shatter it. Or are you? I, no. If she drinks don't. enough of it, she might drop it. If she's like holding it, like carrying it around <laughs> yes. her. That's basically she's gonna start, what's going to She's going like, to pull a Hamlet with Alas, that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I knew him to well, be Horatio. Or not to be. That is the question. It's so beautiful. Alas, Actually, por, alas, poor tequila. I used to have inhibitions. <laughs> I knew them well. Tequila makes the clothes come off. Seriously. At least for me, that's why I don't drink more than two shots with Megan. I usually, I, I normally only drink tequila with Megan, but um, Yeah. But what is it? Did did my clothes come off? Did I drink more than two and my clothes came off one time? No, I she don't just remember. has a mouthful of funyuns. Yeah, and you can't properly refute like, you exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're my tequila drinking buddy. Yeah, you but only you'll drink, drink more. tequila with me. Only drink tequila with me. Yeah, I think I did a shot once or a couple of times because people bought them for me, but I That's never acceptable. go like, yeah, like I'm not like, oh man, give me some tequila. It'll be really good. No, because normally when we get the tequila, it's either I'm pouring it, for, already pouring it for you without you even saying yes. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, two shots of tequila. Right. Or three okay. shots of tequila, two for me, one for her. It's, <laughs> it's made out of a fermented cactus. So if you're going to do anything with it, just get fucked up because it's it's a fermented cactus and you're drinking it. Which explains why it turns you into a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, luckily his poison is vodka. Um, I don't. I I don't think I've ever seen you drunk on tequila ever. And I've known you for like almost twenty years. No, no. I know I was drunk on tequila once, but you don't remember that because you were drunk on tequila. Was Mm. I? Yeah. See, that's why I don't drink tequila. (laughs) Because when I drink it, I don't remember stuff. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, this week we had the new Star Wars trailer drop and. Um, just kind of wanted to talk about that for a few because uh, I thought it looked baller as hell. I that was my opinion. I um, was mad. Why were you mad? Explain. Okay, so if anybody's watched the trailer, I'm sorry if you haven't, but you need to do that right it now. It came out long enough ago that you should have seen it if you're exactly. a Star Wars fan. So I'm just gonna go ahead and do what I do best and ruin everything. It's a trailer. <laughs> um, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it, it is a trailer. But anyway, so in one of the parts, probably like the very end, he's like, this is why the Jedi's need to end or something like that. Or he's like, you know, yeah, there's no there needs to be no more Jedi's. And I'm just like, no, God damn it. No. OK, but th- was that I threw it? I threw I threw my phone. What did you mad. throw it at? Did you throw it at Tom? No, no. he wasn't there. Oh, okay. but I threw my phone. She wouldn't have it if she threw it at me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no. <laughs> see, <laughs> we we would have been. I'm like, no. You guys would have been back. knowing each other. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. No. You know, 
I want to know why you're so upset about the Jedi, and I know that the expanded universe, or about the Jedi not existing, I know the expanded universe doesn't matter for, for crap anymore, but I I haven't played the most recent expansion, but the previous expansion, Knights of the Fallen Empire for Star Wars The Old Republic, okay, you have um, Chancellor Suresh of the uh, Republic, who is like Grandmaster Jedi and thoroughly corrupted. And then you have Darth Mar, the de facto leader of, um, uh, of the empire because the, the emperor is this whole weird Long thing going story. on. <laughs> Darth Mar is the more stable and forward thinking of the two and actually winds up forming like this plan with the, um, with, uh, Satel Shan, and and that is that is a Revan reference for anyone who really wants to get into it. Um, who was basically cast out of the Jedi because Suresh was like, "No, we're doing things my way, bitch." And together they basically kind of form like like the unofficial term is like the Gray Jedi. They basically go right down the middle, and they're the answer, and they fix their actions fix everything. And, and that's why that didn't bother me because I feel like there is no there is no black and white. Really, there isn't. Ultimately, only Sith deal in absolutes. <laughs> and honestly, I don't feel like. Honestly, maybe, I've but. I played the game a little bit. I don't know all of that. Well, <laughs> like I'm saying, like it doesn't matter because it's expanded universe, right? It's yeah, not like you know, you know from the Bioware is just making whatever they want now because they're not tied down by the expanded universe because nobody cares anymore. Right. But in all justification, I'm okay with it being in gray. I just didn't like the fact that Luke was sitting there saying. There should be no more Jedi. Or I basically like I'm not gonna to me it's like, well, you guys are just fucked because I'm not gonna help you train more Jedi. That's how I took it. I, and I was just like, fuck you, you psychopathic <laughs> son of a bitch. Hey, he's been alone on an island or some shit for like a yeah, really long time. His, 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 his choice. His choice. because he trained basically the next Sith Lord. Who then killed his brother-in-law? Yeah, he's kind of got real. He's kind of been through some rough shit his entire life. So has the rest of the universe. He made out with his sister. But you know what? They don't. You don't see them giving up on life. I don't think maybe Luke's a little emo right now. You know, it's like emo Kylo Ren. You know, it's a thing. (laughs) It's been the emo trilogy. I don't trilogy. Everybody's wearing black and being really, really sad. I don't think he's like he's not like anti force or anti like like that stuff like like you see like Daisy really hitting the ground like oh uh, like to me that looked like oops I just tried to do this force thing that I'm learning and it didn't work so well I don't think he's gonna like just you know can it um, but I don't think he's gonna train in the Jedi concept because the Jedi are like brutally like one minded they're very regimented yeah and yeah. and so like, what you're saying. So what you're saying is basically he's not training Jedi. He's just training somebody to. There is no tribe. The Jedi. Yeah. The yes. Jedi. The Jedi have basically been full of shit this entire time as far as I'm concerned. And again, I'm pulling in, into expanded universe. We're, we're big Sith fans, um, by the way. You know what? The Sith I, at least totally... are honest. I mean, OK, they lie and cheat. But overall, they're honest. <laughs> they're what they're human honestly being liars and cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you um, go. And, nice. and, and the thing is, is. Uh, again, what I mean, I think people who aren't familiar outside the movies don't get from The Force Awakens is that Daisy Ridley would be called a Force savant. She is naturally gifted in it, which um, I, I guess Luke had to be because, let's face it, Yoda trained him in, like, what, two days? <laughs> but <laughs> I, think like a, I think that's a plan when he was in his, what, like, early 20s? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, like Daisy's, like... 
basically paying attention to Kylo Ren, and all of a sudden she's like mind controlling people. Yeah, it, it flipped so quickly. Like if, yeah. if if we're going to unfortunately go to the prequel trilogy and like Anakin was supposed to be the chosen one. Remember how that skipped a generation which, in which, Dune? Which he yeah. was. Yeah, but but because again, it's not that the Jedi were full of shit; it's that the Jedi were stupid. Yeah, they, yes. they, they, because yes. because Anakin did bring balance to the Force. Yeah, that's true. At the end of that, at the end of that, there were two Sith and two Jedi left. Yeah. That's all. See, that's true. That's true. But but as far as him being like the savior of everything, nobody ever said he was a savior. Well, just that he was. They, they wanted him. They, to they chose they to interpret. Yes. Yeah. The bringing balance to the force as something yeah. other than what it truly it's was. Basically, like Christianity. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say it's like Dune, but I wanted to talk about Dune just because I like Dune. But like, well, but yeah, but like no, they had their, 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 their no, they the, had their, the force uh, is more like duct tape. There's a light side and a dark side, and it holds everything together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yin and yang. There, you know, yeah, whole thing. Okay, okay. You win. <laughs> well, my my point was, and and that was that was actually a really good point you brought up there. But like, what they wanted out of Anakin is maybe what they're actually going to get out of Ray. Is that her name? That's not like a dude's name. It, yeah, no, it no, is. That's, that's her name. That, well, but no, I, I haven't seen that movie in like who, a million years. But I what forgot. do you mean? What they want at at, what, mean, what, at this what point? What the Jedi thought was going to happen? No, there's well, no Jedi Council well, yeah, anymore. There's no. None of that is around anymore. So there is no they. Well, There's Luke in seclusion. But he, it's like in that, well, I don't mean I don't mean them now. I mean what their idea what, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Right. What they originally wanted. <laughs> and or Yoda or Old Ben. I'm just you know it's sooner I mean, or later. Force goes now. There's no reason that they can't. Just well, no. Here to Luke sooner now. or later, Hayden Christensen's going to show up and very poorly in a very poor acting manner be like, "Yo, Kylo, you got to stop this man." Like, I mean, if he's it, not it in jail out, bro, or up? high, high yeah. on drugs or whatever yeah. it is that he's doing like, now. No, he's know. showing up at like a Star Wars event. Like, he's going to be there with like um, that's great. So like good for him. I felt really kind of shitty for him. His script is not written by George Lucas. Yeah, he's not being directed by George Lucas. You know what would be the funniest thing? I mean, because he's old now and he can't. But like, if for like Darth Vader's Force Ghost, they use little little Jake Lloyd instead, because he, he got his soul back, he got his happiness back. I love being a slave and building robots. Yay, like, pod races! Like bye bye, mom. Oh no. Well, yeah, because let's yeah, Jake went a bit <laughs> off the reservation. Yeah. Oh wait, he was in Tusk, wasn't he? Um, he was. Yeah. 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 That was yes, Jake was. Lloyd. Oh yeah. my god. Just yeah. do something for you. Old fat Jake Lloyd is starting to look more like the actor who played Darth Vader. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, he's starting to look more like him. <laughs> who, if short. you pay close attention, you could actually pull Billy Joel in as that ghost because when they take the <laughs> oh, mask, oh, yeah. when they take the mask off, it's very similar to Billy wait, Joel at the piano wait, with a harmonica. Is, is it Sebastian <laughs> Shaw, superhero? Who am I thinking of? Yes, he's the leader of the Hellfire Club, and he was played very poorly by Kevin Bacon in X Men: First Class. Kevin Bacon. I saw his penis once in a movie. Everybody so there's that. Uh, yeah. That's not well, something to well, be Well, yeah, of. I'm just saying, like, I saw it. I just wanted to, like, well, put that out in the bacon universe. Was like, look at my strip of bacon. <laughs> I can't. How about six degrees of this? <laughs> right. I feel like I know him now because I, I, like, if I've I'm seen your penis, like, I feel like I, I really know before. you. I would hope that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> no, because then, no. You've seen my husband's penis? No. She doesn't really know him. I have I, not I seen your husband's penis. Think, <laughs> just saying. I did not. Tequila. She forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that did not happen. That is not That's a okay. thing. That's okay. I mean, I've seen Megan naked, but we were both sober, and she just opened the shower curtain like, hey, hey. I need this. I've seen the both of you drinking that bottle, and then... Uh, 
Everybody's seen everything. <laughs> Can we okay. stop talking wow. about naked women Thank and get you. back to Star Wars, yeah, I know, please? Really, no, yeah, I agree, Shim. Circle back to our nerddom here and not talk about titties. Oh, jeez. You're the only one who brought up titties, by the way. No, I brought up dick, actually. Well, dick and titties. Same thing. We're talking about... Okay, dick and titties are not the same thing, dude. (laughs) We gotta have a talk after this show. They both measure for the body. I'm sorry, listeners. He's cut off. You're just used to this now. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Star Wars. Star Wars. (laughs) What was that thing... yeah, Brett Arica was talking about some game or something where there's like a cheat code that makes everybody talk like Jar Jar. Oh, oh yeah, they were saying something. Whatever it is, I want it. I mean, I hate that idea, but I want to see this. No, I like see it. I don't know. You I like still, Jar Jar? I still like Jar Jar. So now, have you heard okay. about the book that's coming out? That's you know, the <laughs> where it's basically how Jar Jar winds up. <laughs> yes, it's I pretty am. amazing. Shim <laughs> oh. is uh, touching his face. Well, and I mean, let's ruin it. He's like he's like what like like a, a juggler or a jester? he's a crappy street performer, yeah. like broken, destitute on the streets of Naboo. Yeah, um, oh. and some like some little eight-year-old kid walks up and he was like, you know, hey, who are you? And he's like, oh, you know, Misa Jar Jar. And he, like, and he goes to tell about how all the Gungans hate him because, oh, Misa screwed up bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is so depressing. I just got really sad. And so now he's a lonely oh, street I mean, Don't be sad. Okay, Gungan. then just, just pretend the theory that he was a Sith Lord the entire time is true. I'll go with that one. Because it's yeah. an awesome theory. Yes. It's so like full of shit, one. but it's amazing. It was I still do. one of I the will... best moments during episode seven mm-hmm. uh, when... Uh, uh, the mask comes off and it's Kylo Ren and Bob literally yelled out, God damn it, why is it a Jar Jar? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Was he drunk? It was Bob. It was Bob. Okay, it so was he was Bob. drunk. That's, that was rhetorical, right? <laughs> I, know. I really, you know, I don't even know why I had to ask that question. I just, see, and here's the thing you don't like about Kylo Ren, and this is why I think it's hilarious, is that he's like this brooding, dark lord master and then he really is just an angsty, snotty, emo he, teenager. He's such, a, he's such a snot. I know. He is such, like... I think I that's perfect. Him, I think it's hilarious. If I met him in real life, I would slap him. I like, mean... I he, wasn't... I didn't feel like he... I don't feel like he's a good villain, personally. I feel like he's... I, I'm hoping that's because we're going weak. to see a big twist or something I, out I of hope, him. Well, yeah. keep in mind, we waited until, the like, through all of the movies and until, like, the last 40 seconds of Rogue One... Before we got to see the badass Vader that we've all been waiting for the entire time, that is yeah, true. the one who actually does stuff and like apparently in, the, in like the comics and books, he's got like really like sarcastic humor. Oh yeah, yeah, well, and it's like he's 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 funny as hell. Vader is oh, a dick. He's hilarious. I, well, so he's like your personal hero. Then. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, why do you I'm think I like Vader? Vader? Why like do you think Patton I like him Oswald so much? Oswald with body armor. Oh my god, <laughs> that's, uh, so that's I want to be Vader then because Patton Oswald's like hilarious. I love him. I like that. I like he that. probably has his own costume too. I'm sure he does. I feel like if he, he does. doesn't, I'd be highly disappointed. I, I still want I, a I'm Sith costume. Him. I want a Sith um, sorcerer costume. I'm an Inquisitor. Uh, we'll make I the piping and everything. Yes, we have, have piping. And he's one all of, the piping. Either yours or mine. One of our costumes yeah. when you were going to have your Star Wars party and we couldn't make it. No, I had it. Yeah, we did a life day party at my house. Okay, because. And we couldn't graduate in college. It was, and it was like, like, because the holiday special is truly something that should be cherished forever. We didn't watch the holiday special because it's horrifying. Um, I've seen the best part. It it was basically an excuse for everybody to get together and celebrate 
uh, me finally graduated college like an adult. <laughs> okay. and, but we turned it into a theme thing. And then so it stormed it's like, like more fun. we came. Well, yeah, we got like about a foot and a half of snow. I had to drive in a foot and a half of snow to U of M to so go was to my clearly graduation. Bad planning on your part. Well, yeah, you know, because I planned it like you know weeks ahead of time, not knowing we were going to get a foot and a half of <laughs> snow. So we had like a very small turnout because, but we had a lot of fun, and everybody dressed up, and we had a Princess Leia. I was we really, had, really. I depressed. was Darth Vader. Um, you know, we had a lot of fun. I had a mask and a robe, but it wasn't cool. <laughs> It's okay. Hey, we had free beer, so everybody that came got really drunk because there was a cake. You made that sarlacc. Cake. Yes, you oh, the sarlacc, the sarlacc pit, pit cake was mm-hmm. the shit. I need to make it again. I will please post a, a picture of it on our Facebook page, the Way Station. If you do it again, though, you totally have to get like a little Boba Fett doll, like down in it. Well, I was actually now, looking it, for a Boba classic Fett classic sarlacc or Little Shop of Horrors sarlacc. Classic. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was. A, I, I actually got the recipe from. Uh, something that I found online, um, it was like us showing you how to like do Star Wars themed like foods, and they're like, "Oh, the Starlight!" It just looked amazing, and I pulled it off, and it didn't taste like shit. Every time I bake something, it tastes like shit. This tasted Style amazing, and there I couldn't get a Boba Fett figure because it's Boba Fett. They were super expensive, and yeah. I'm like, "This is just to go on a cake." So no, I got you a, get a Boba Trooper Fett. that cost me like two bucks. You know, instead of Boba Fett, because I wasn't going to pay twenty five dollars or fifty dollars. Lando, Lando's cheap. Yeah, I could um, could have done Lando. Django Fett figure and <laughs> 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 Ain't nobody got time for that. I had to make a cake. I'm not painting a figure Ooh. as well. You know, like I, I have a limited amount of time. There was this whole Mandalorian thing in Star Wars: The Old Republic. You would have liked that Torian was there. Just, just you know. Just you know. Is that like a Transformer? It's like a DeLorean that becomes a man? It's a Mandalorian. No, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I want to bring it back to the trailer because that's – I really wanted to discuss thoughts because it, it is – you know, obviously it's just a little tiny glimpse of what this movie is going to be. And when I saw it, I didn't even get really that stoked about um, A New Hope. You mean Force or Awakens? The Force Awakens, Because yeah. they're the I same hope, movie, I, just bigger. Well, I saw that, like, you know, when I was really young. But, um, yeah, but The Force Awakens, I didn't really get that excited about it. I was like, yay, a Star Wars movie. But I didn't uh, – I, I didn't get the the thrill from the trailer and, like, the buildup that I got from this one. And I guess because – I think it is partially because Luke says – you know, there there will be no more Jedi or there should be no more Jedi. I got really excited because of those gray areas, that's everybody. We Everybody lives in a gray area, whether they they claim to live in, you know, oh, I do this. I'm always truthful. I'm always honest. I'm always this. No, no everybody lives bag, in a gray area. Awesome. And I feel that uh, this is going to be an interesting twist. And I, I really kind of want to see um, Mark Hamill do – I want to see what he does with this, like how he – how this kind of plays out in the story. I'm really hoping I'm excited. it goes in like a sensible way like we've discussed because uh, somebody wrote a, a really good pointed article about the idea that all these you know fictional mythos we have where, oh, light must balance the darkness and there must be good and evil doesn't make any damn sense. If you got to choose a world where there's mostly good or where good and evil are balanced, the average sane person is going to go with the one that's mostly good. Right. Why do you need bad to exist? So I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I, I think it's just it's going to be really interesting. And um, I really liked how they showed 
Ray like training in the force and you know kind of her progression a little bit. Um, I really want to see oh, what she does. Oh, I only saw the a teaser then because I basically saw her fall down a shot of New Zealand and then Mark Hamill being like, "No more Jedi." Oh yeah, you, no, you didn't, oh, see didn't see the, the actual trailer official trailer. That's why I didn't get all the goose pimples. Yeah, I know. Uh, like I watched it at work and I didn't expect to be kind of like knocked out of my seat, and I was. Um, I'm very excited, and I am going to be there opening day. And I hope you what? guys will be too. Well, I don't like that's dying, rare. So I won't be there. Yeah. General rule of thumb: we're at the midnight. Sh- we're at we're at the midnight show every time. That's, yeah. That's uh, we well, now that we have the Cinemark, where we can get tickets and I can get my seat. I don't have to fight other people to get an well, aisle then let seat. me know. I'll go with you. We, yeah. No, the Cinemark is amazing. Uh, because I don't ever theater. do openings. Well, I did openings at once on accident, and I got sick, and I had to leave, and I lost my favorite hat. That's, that's what I, happened to us at uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Turns out um, sitting around waiting for everyone else and talking to each other was probably better than watching the rest of the movie anyway. Oh, yeah. It was so hot in there, and like... There were so many people. It was packed. People I'm were standing in the aisles just to get yeah. away from like like being densely packed. I, I sat like on uh, like a, a stair in the aisle because I was I'm claustrophobic and um, I have anxiety issues. So when I'm packed into a room with a bunch of sweaty ass motherfuckers, like, no, yeah, you no, start to, like I, so I can't breathe. Shim was kind enough to walk out of the theater with me and sit outside and you know because I just I couldn't handle it. But we went there with friends, so we couldn't just drive home because yeah. we drove with them. And so, it was like a three-hour movie. It felt like a three-hour yeah, movie. Yeah, no, I felt like forever. Um, Episode good, two, yeah. 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 Good news, though, um, if we do go see Ghost in the Shell tomorrow, we'll probably be the only people in the theater. Um, yeah, it totally flopped. And yeah. um, it there has been a little bit of uh, controversy because, like, apparently people in Japan really love the movie. and But they're not supposed to. Because she's Caucasian. Well, here's the thing. Well, did, it, did it flop because it sucks, or did it flop because the average moviegoer doesn't know what the hell Ghost in the Shell uh, is? I, I think it's the latter. I think, to be yes. honest, I think it's because nobody know. knows what Ghost in the Shell is. Because for the simple fact of me, I heard about it. I've heard people talk about it. I've never watched it. Oh, well, then you My know what? So Screw your good. birthday plans. I got no, standalone no, no, complex. On. We're going to watch it <laughs> tonight. Hold on, laser tag. No, no. Oh, hell no. We can watch no, that tomorrow. No, I can guarantee you it's better than laser tag. Hold on. I watched, but Tom and I, we did end up watching, like, we started watching Ghost in the Shell because I wanted to know what was it. I constantly saw. She wanted saw, the source material before yeah, going to see. Of course. And this is, this know. is. Um, caveat here, you've got three separate timelines in yeah. the anime and the manga is also different too, but they're all pretty good except Arrives. Arrives so. But for I haven't me, seen that. And I have explained it to Stephanie once before, for me, watching the original, and again, I didn't watch the original um, beginning to end because Tom ended up try- uh, falling asleep and I didn't You're wanna... talking the movie, Ghost in the Shell. Yes, the movie, the yes. Movie, yeah. yes. Animated, I did not, I did not, movie, yes. I did not watch it beginning to end because Tom fell asleep and I didn't want to finish the movie without him because I had he was, questions. He he was helping her what's, because there's a lot of confusing stuff going on. is it, um, a lot of the voice actors from that reprise their roles in Standalone Complex um, and they're great voice actors, although they got a way better person to do the major in standalone complex. But yeah. yeah. But when I watched the the live action movie, I still from what from the beginning of what I saw and from the beginning of the original film, I enjoyed it. To me, I could see similar comparisons, which I thought were cool. And, of course, I didn't know the rest of it. So I got to see what the ending was like or the bits and pieces that they put together. I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it because visually, to me, it looked great. The story, the storyline was, to me, was still great. The only thing I thought, again, was a little bit weird, but I kind of understood was maybe some of her movements. And that wasn't it. Honestly, it wasn't like a make or break thing for me. But there were some movements that she would do that I didn't quite understand why she would be moving like that. And exactly. I agree with Megan. I think that we're she, talking live action movie. Yeah, yes. live action. Yes. Okay. Well, no, no I spoilers. I haven't, seen, I haven't it. seen it yet. It's okay. Yeah. Um, is it the Puppet Master storyline the same as the original movie? I. Okay, I was just curious about that. No, Don't tell me anything no. else. Just wondering. It's similar. Okay. Yes. But not exactly that. There's similarities, but it's not identical. So movies, a little bit back on the horror tip. Uh, have you guys heard, like, been paying attention to the whole thing about It? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. I want to see it so hard. Well, no, no, no. So, so hard. The 27-year thing? Yes. 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 Well, it's beautiful. You have to explain it. So the, the pl- one of the major plot points in It is that It comes back to Derry, Maine every 27 years. The movie came out in 1990, uh, so it has been 27 years. years. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I like that. Be like their main marketing ploy, and they're not using. No, it. Well, they're not. And they're for people who the people who have read the books will know, and so many people have read it. It is one of the scariest things I've ever read. It's it is inspired. It inspired nightmares like that. I've never. Um, Thought it smash. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're not talking about Dreamcatcher, okay? We're talking about it. Um, it, it is, you know, the adorable little tale where, you know, the children have an orgy in the sewers. We all you know, that's, yeah. yeah, everybody's four stars. Super cool. My whole favorite thing that's going on right now is all these memes of Pennywise is like, you know, he's in the gutter with the balloon. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he says like, I've got a bottle of wine down here or something. And, like, you see the, the kid just, like, go in. Yep. I'm like, that's me. I'm that kid. No, I've, you know, I've got your boyfriend's phone unlocked and the girl shades yep. down. Oh, my God. <laughs> These are, like, the funniest things ever because I'm like, yeah, I'd go down there for that. I ain't scared of a with clown with a balloon. <laughs> but I think it looks really, really good. Oh. So um, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely ready to see that. And that's another one I'm going to see um, opening night. That, that book was one of the only books that gave me nightmares. See, I never read read it, but as a child, Girl, living out it. in the country with my friend, <laughs> watching that at night, oh my god, I'm do- I was done. And Well, the miniseries was, done. was like kind of corny. Like, if you read the book and then you watched the miniseries, it, it, was, was, it was very corny. It was still better than the Langoliers. I love the Langoliers. It's corny, too, but I love the Langoliers. The Langoliers was okay. It had Bronson Pinchot in it. And then there's The Stand. There were parts of the stand that I thoroughly enjoyed. The guy there that got parts. to, um, uh, the, the guy that played uh, Randall Flag. Uh-huh. I think he did a really phenomenal job. Um, the guy. The moral of that story should have been: you cannot take a Stephen King book and turn it into a TV movie. I don't care it, if it's two parts, four parts, eight parts. It does not belong on network. Well, they, hold on, hold on. To add to that, they are redoing The Mist as a TV series. Which I'm actually interested in because there's a lot of stuff that was not put into the movie. Exactly. Um, and I think yeah. that they can pull it off for at least a couple of seasons and still keep it interesting. Um, I don't, That's just, the problem, though, is that it's going to have to have really slow passage of time or they're going to end up dragging it out. Well, it only took place over like... Uh, like two or three days. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm, I'm right. curious because um, well, because his short stories tend to make really good movies. I mean, like you know, Stand by Me was the body. Uh, um, yeah, you know, Stand and, by Me was amazing. And like they uh. did, uh, yeah. Like I guess maybe the, a good analogy for that would be um, the whole Under the Dome thing. I mean, it was. It's, 
It started off. I felt I started. It, did, it started and off then strong, went, and then it just crazy. kind of yeah. went yeah. to shit. And I stopped watching it. See, I read the book. That one I actually read well, the book too. The book is great. Yes, That's, it's a great story. He is a fantastic writer. But what they're doing now um, with the Dark Tower series, which is seven books, all yeah. right, what all they're right, doing. All right. <laughs> what they're doing is they're making it a movie, then they're going to have a TV thing that goes along with it, and they're going to make other movies. They're building this whole, and they have to because Have you seen the flowchart? I have not seen the flowchart. <laughs> I'm you, scared. If uh, you can find it for me, yeah, please Yeah, I can get you a good copy. I mean, I mean I'm, um, I'm guaranteeing they're not going to go that deep into it, but the flowchart that connects like everything he's done to The Dark Tower is both oh, mind-bogglingly amazing. Oh, yeah. And and incredibly hard to follow, but um, amazing. I, I've read, I would say, ninety nine percent of his stories. And I've uh, also the Dark Tower. read. Sorry, go ahead. I've also read like like, and I take it with a grain of salt, but critical analysis of like what order to read those books in and when to mm-hmm. slot in his other books so that yeah. you get the most out of each Dark Tower book. Well, see, that's what I need because you've got that I with Star Wars with the machete order. Yeah. <laughs> Just to bring it back. No, because so the machete order says you watch episodes uh, four and five, and because that way you still get the I am your, or, you know, I am your father thing, and it's still a surprise and life's good. Then you go back, you skip episode one completely. Because it's up. No, because there's nothing of value in episode one. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's covered in two and three. So then you just skip one, watch two and three, and then you get the, oh, I, okay, so that's Anakin as a kid. I get it. And you don't get the little, mm, it's called pod racing. Um, <laughs> Nobody. And, and then you jump for forward that. to six for the conclusion. Yeah. And so, like, that's the machete order that you're supposed to introduce people in. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm super. There is one thing of value in episode one. That is the final battle. I'm sorry, Darth Maul against Qui Gon and Obi Wan is the best fight. So in you all the freaking you miss Darth Maul, but here's my thing about that. I'm okay with missing Darth Maul because honestly, the introduction of Darth Maul and his ending in that movie pissed me off because that was such a waste of a good character. And yeah, he's in Rebels now. You can watch him in a cartoon. No, no, that was a waste of a character in the Star Wars universe. It was. I have a Zabrak. He's a Zabrak. I have a Zabrak warrior. He's light side Sith. I'm weird like that. He's married to a Twi'lek. Whatever. <laughs> Shit gets real. Yep. Um, we do need to shut this down because we have to, a date with Zap Zone. Um, I think that our next episode. We're going to watch because- Standalone Complex. Um, our next episode, we'll go back to two hours. Sorry, guys. We can only do an hour today because of Megan's birthday. Ha! Um, about an hour would be. Okay, not too bad. Um, I definitely want to touch on some more of this movie stuff, and I want to do a discussion on District 9. Um, huh? Yes. It's... As you know, because well, you brought it to my I attention. I posted like, a picture with a little flower, picture. and everybody loved it. Well, you and Elaine loved it, and I loved it. Yeah. And one um, other person liked it, it. it. I got three likes. Yes. It revived in me Facebook. how important that film was. It was so important to me that I tried to get my um, film teacher to put it into the curriculum because she was like, what movie should be included? And I said, this movie is important. You need to put it in. I wrote a whole, like, I wrote a huge paper just yeah. to try to get her That's to put good. it into. Did it work? Um, I don't know. No, actually, I should oh, go back and find out. But should. I would like to do a discussion about District 9 um, and kind of dissect that, too. So maybe we're going to have to do a couple of episodes. There's one, of, one, other, there's one, other, thing, there's one other thing yeah. you have to do, though. Hmm. You have to go to the tomb of Tall Rasha and retrieve <laughs> the Herodric Cube. <laughs> Thanks, Deckard Kane. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Jimmy Stewart? What? I'm, it's Deckard Kane. It's Deckard Kane, the yeah. last the game. of the Herodrum. He also sounds no, like Bane from Batman. Mary. He does. Mary. 
Where are you, Mary? I wondered what would break first, your spirit or your body. See, if we didn't say that was Deckard Cain, people would have thought that was Bane. Yes, because they're kind of the same thing. There's there's a thing online called Deckard Bane, and it's it's a trailer (laughs) for The Dark Knight Rises where they only use Cain's dialogue (laughs) from Diablo. And I have not watched it, and I we need to see that in the car. We'll we'll post it on the website. The Bane Trump side by side. Oh God! Oh yeah. Dialogue and speeches and how similar they are. Oh yeah, yeah. He basically stole it from me. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. I, but um, anyway, we do have to wrap it up. So um, thank you uh, to Shim and to Tom for joining us today. Thank you to Frank Martin for coming on. I think we had some te- uh, technical difficulties where we lost his call. I know uh, that he was in Florida. I didn't know if uh, – Frank, if you're listening, I didn't know if you – cancel the call or if there was a technical difficulty we definitely didn't kick you um we were trying to close the interview it didn't quite work so wacky uh, mayhem ensued all right thank you thank you so much for coming on and uh modern testament definitely check that out from insane comics written by frank martin and um we will be back in two weeks where we will be you'll be in lansing no, I'll, I'll be, be in Lansing. oh my god yeah so we're either gonna have to do a pre-recorded show next weekend I know that you guys. Oh wait. Oh, oh no. What? We you know, we'll, discuss, a, we'll We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Hopefully, yeah. we will be back next weekend. If not, we will be back the Soon. first weekend of May to do our next show. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep it indie. Deuces. Two weeks. <sighs>